welcome to Tortal Sisters, a book club podcast about the books by Tamara Pierce. Uh, oh I'm Risa. I am Ariana. And um, that's the intro to this that's um, the intro. podcast. That's it. That's my intro. In the words of Amanda from um, Swell Entertainment. <laughs> 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 I will not pretend like I, I didn't steal that from like a... 20-something-year-old uh, YouTuber. <laughs> She's adorable. I highly suggest listening to her. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Sorry, that was my Troom Troom. Uh, <laughs> I don't watch Troom... Just a quick aside. I don't watch Troom Troom videos, but I've watched a bunch of YouTubers, like, going through Troom Troom videos and debunking their, like, hacks. So now I have that voice burned into my brain it's not a problem anymore i want to ask what this is that you're talking about it's but like, i feel like i should do it off podcast just it's like so that russian five minute crafts and that's oh. all i'm going to say about it <laughs> okay let's let's Sounds get into good. what book are we talking about what, what did we read today well we read a book um <laughs> probably yeah, uh, and it, it's called Woman Who Rides Like a Man. Yes. And it is the third book in the Song of the Lioness Quartet. Also, coincidentally, the weakest. Yes, sure fucking is. <laughs> However, can you consider the fact that the cover of my copy is mm -hmm. great? Because it yeah. has Faithful just like on Moonlight. Just like yeah. chillin'. Just like... Just, just chillin'. Hanging out. He's just having down a grand old time. Um, and for some reason, in, on Mine's the covers, just a shield. On the covers of, of mine, um, my series, Lana has, like, curly hair for some reason. Yeah, you know how they often talk about her curly hair? Oh, wait, yeah. no, they don't. <laughs> no, they don't. No. <laughs> no, that's uh, the next series. Yeah, that's the next she one. she continues to comb her curly hair. Sorry. Well, I'll go into that when we get there. I can excuse it because Dana is, you know, who we find out she is. <laughs> I just like, she is, you know. <laughs> like, okay. A lesbian. <laughs> no. That's, no. That's the, the subtext there. <laughs> I have many, I have many things to say about the sexuality of some of the people in those books, but we're talking about the woman who rides like a man, which is far more boring. Far um, more boring. So Ariana has the synopsis this time. I do have the synopsis, so buckle up. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. We pick back up with the newly knighted Lady Alana of Trebond. Less than a month after defeating evil Duke Roger of Conte, Alana has, is on a walkabout with her loyal protector and beleaguered father figure, Coram. The ever more bossy talking cat, Faithful, her perfectly normal and in, any, in, in no way in danger sword, Lightning, and <laughs> beloved horse, Moonlight, a.k.a. barely in this book at all. Um... <laughs> Moonlight was notably missing, and I realized about three quarters of the way through the book that I was very upset by this fact. <laughs> yeah. Gets mentioned a couple times, really. And it'll yeah. be like, and then but it's like, I went riding. It's, she went riding. It's like, she had gone for a ride and, and cleaned Moonlight, and that's all you hear about it. Poor Moonlight. Yeah. She's too good um, for this. She is. Uh, especially since she almost immediately, like, fucking kicks ass. She anyway, sure does. Um... <laughs> 
Having killed the evil duke and revealed her sex to the court, Alana has decided yet again that nobody will love her as she is. She has (laughs) (laughs) just constantly. She has set about to take a gap year, as any rich kid is allowed to do, in the great southern (laughs) desert. Luckily, action suddenly happens. It's literally the third page of my copy of the book. Um, and I don't think it even it. gets to the second page on mine. Really? <laughs> um, uh, they are attacked by a band of rogue hillmen. Rather than run as any sensible person might do, Alana decides to flex and take out a whole group of bandits on her own, with the help of the companions I previously noted. As she is fighting a particularly crazed and bloodthirsty giant of a man, she calls him the giant, like, constantly, and so it honestly took me a second to be like, is there a giant in this? No, no, No. just a giant man. Okay. Yeah. Um, (laughs) They don't show up until the next book series. Right? (laughs) And that's what I immediately thought of. I was like, I could have, okay. Um... Uh, As she is fighting a particularly crazed and bloodthirsty giant of a man, wielding a foreboding crystal sword, her own lightning is broken and rendered useless. Apparently desperate to avenge her sword, Alana follows the man with the crystal sword angrily, even though he's running the opposite direction. He's going away from her. She chases him down to try to kill him, just so we're clear. Um, But... uh, she doesn't get to him in time, and instead, he gets a lovely new necklace in the form of an arrow. He does not survive to see its beauty. <laughs> the arrow belongs to a Bajir tribesman, so Alana is notably apprehensive. The southern desert is essentially disputed territory of Tortal, and the Bajir are not fond of the northern king Rold, trying to rule their, ast- their ancestral home, not their astral home. <laughs> In this astral plane that in is astral the southern plane. desert. <laughs> um, which, you know, fair, I think. Um, yeah. But maybe that's just me. Uh, Alana, <laughs> being a knight of King Rold's court, might be in danger. <laughs> she looks at the crystal sword dropped by the now dead uh, but ever-fashionable hillman, and she has a vision of a madman standing in front of a post that and the smell of wood on fire. That lasts for less than a paragraph before she snaps back and notices, with the help of the emberstone given to her by the goddess, because, like, literally everything everything in the first few chapters is, remember the last few books? Um, I get it. I understand. She's trying to rehash shit. I understand. Um, <laughs> and orange magic on the, on the sword, which reminds her of the orange magic of the late Duke Roger. Oh! <gasps> Duke Roger. (laughs) Stupid name. The Bajir who shot the arrow was, of course, the headsman of the Bloody Hawk tribe named Halef Sief. Sief or Halef Sief? I was saying Sief. Sief. Okay. Sief. Sief. Let's say Sief. I kind of went between a bunch of them. Halef Sief. I always just Uh, pronounce anything that's not... English as if it was <laughs> Spanish, so I always yeah. just go safe. 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 Because A. I left safe. Uh, but <laughs> safe, I guess, sounds good. Safe. I have I have a lot of, of, of lines that I answer that are, like, specifically geared towards, like, um, m- like, Middle Eastern people, and so, like, it sounds like a lot of the names, so I, I kind of just sort of as- assign to them what I know of actual... <laughs> naming conventions and shit um because this is he, this is like definitely supposed to be all arabic 
We yeah. we know this from like the names. Yeah. <laughs> uh anyway, um <laughs> He casually notices the crystal sword is evil, then goes about his business. See, the old Bajir also don't believe that women should do things. Like, they, they, they don't like that she doesn't wear a veil, and they don't like that she acts and dresses like a man. So, yeah. Uh, they... <laughs> um, luckily for her, one of the men was a guard who let her and Prince Jonathan through the gate on their way to the Black City. She finds that they have called her the Burning Brightly One for, like, a page, and then they completely drop yeah, that. Yeah, they never talk um, about it again. <laughs> Halif Seif asks that Alana come to their village so they can decide what to do with her. Um, we learn very little about the Bajir besides that they live in tents, the women wear face veils, and they are wary of Northerners. Again, fair enough. Uh, Alana meets three young Bajir who were assigned to wait on the political prisoner because she's still rich and still has some, that still has some mileage. It's like, she's a prisoner, but they're like, you guys go wait on her. <laughs> I just, I'm I mean, just like, wow. I think it's like. She's the luckiest prisoner I've ever, I like, I understand that it's like, they're just showing respect, but it's like, Jesus, isn't she fucking lucky that these are the people who take her prisoner? Yeah. <laughs> fucking privilege um that is that is this entire four books like <laughs> put in front of you um the two girls Kara and Coram and one boy Ishak are teenage outcasts from the rest of the tribe naturally the at outcasts are intrigued by the outsider and treat her like that cousin who lives in California and has come to Tennessee to visit family and the other cousins are like do you know any movie stars and you have to tell them, no, I'm nowhere near Hollywood even. I don't know why you think this. Um, maybe that's a little specific, but. <laughs> the children tell her that the shaman, a cartoonishly sinister Aknan Ibn Nazir, has warned them that Alana will corrupt them and disrupt the balance, their spiritual ideal, which they believe, which they feel compelled to keep, but not explain. Um, okay, but the balance is like, Pretty much, the Bajir pretty feel like yeah, everything just works itself out in the end. Yeah, <laughs> we we don't like, have to do anything if it's supposed to happen. It'll happen. <laughs> and then uh, th 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 there's a strange, there's a tear in the fabric between like we're we're enforcing rules and well, we just gotta let ha what's gonna happen happen as yeah. long as we have some control over what's happening. And it's just like this is you you guys diverge at a certain point. <laughs> um, of course, we also learned that Halif Seif is a fair leader who really doesn't trust the shaman. The kids talk to her about magic, and she snaps at them and shuts down, stating, ironically, that the gift only leads to pain and death. <sighs> Alana, <laughs> referred to by the Bajir now as woman who rides like a man, roll credits, <laughs> is summoned to appear before the adults of the tribe. The women of the tribe stand silently behind the men and witness as witnesses to this meeting rather than participants, because this is how we're supposed to understand that women are lesser without them abusing them. That's that's the that's the yep. point of this scene. Yep. That's sure it. is. Um, <laughs> 
The tribesmen fall into two camps. Those who think Alana is a sacred person for some fucking reason. And because never mind, she's just a person. Um, and those who think Alana deserves death because she is clearly a disgraced woman. Um, because they are clearly reasonable. Finally, <laughs> one old man goes, Fuck it. She rides like a man. Let her fight like one. Trial by combat. So, for the second time in as many months, Alana faces trial by combat. <laughs> Being Alana, she wins by injuring her opponent, Hakim Farrar. That's going to be important-ish. Um, she, is inf- <laughs> she is informed it is her right to kill him, but Alana declines because she's so good. See? Do you see? Everyone is like, Because it is so, like, backwards of them that they just (laughs) kill people. Like, Like, oh my god. Like, ugh. Everyone is like, okay, guess she gets to be a member of the tribe now because even if they don't like it, they are bound by their rules. Which I I do wish there'd been more attention paid to, but I'll I'll get to that when we talk about the Bajir in general. Um, (laughs) Because I got a lot to say about the Bajir in general. Uh, everyone except the worm tongue of this part of the book, uh, Anan, <laughs> A- Aknan Ibn Nazir. Uh, but no, leaves, it's not supposed to be Arabic at all. <laughs> Aknan Ibn Nazir uh, li- leaves in a dramatic fashion, and the rest of the Bajir welcome Alana to the Bajir people and the tribe of the Bloody Hawk. Tribe of Bloody Hawk. <clears throat> In order to rehash the last two books and encourage the imaginations of the young, Kyra, Koram, and Ishtak are now attached to her and demand she tell them there's everything a t there in his name i was reading it as ishak ishak i did it wrong in that one oh, okay <laughs> i was like was his name not ishak no it's ishak i <laughs> i also misspelled quorum's name at the very beginning um which not to be confused not to be confused with quorum quorum which quorum and quorum quorum let's let's make sure Corum. she's quorum 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 Kurum. It's kind of more of a coup. Uh, Kara, Kurum, and Ishak are now attached to her and demand she tell them everything there is to know. There is some clumsy cultural idea exchanging, and uh, she is approached by Aknan ibn Nazir in the streets. But, but now he has the crystal sword, which he fiendish... Oh, no, I'm sorry. The crystal sword, which fiendishly took the life of lightning... <laughs> She mourns this sword like no other character that dies. Yeah. It she is- <laughs> she mourns this sword more than, like, actual people in this book. People die it's, in this book. That She's just like, well, nuts. They're dead. <laughs> they're dead. <laughs> oh, well. Um, <laughs> uh, when Halif's safe... Uh, Sif, sorry, Halif Sif uh, comes to Alana's defense. He is alerted to the sword. Halif Sif asks to see the sword, and Akam Ibn Nazir uh, prepares to hand it to him before Alana stops him. I want Apparently, everyone to also know that in the book, she says his full name every time we talk every time. about him. Uh, yeah, eventually I start to shorten it just like um, the people of the tribe were doing, so I was like, okay, fuck it. I'm just gonna take that. There are a lot of them where I'm like, oh my god, I'm so tired of, of writing the same thing. <laughs> um, <clears throat> oh, oh, but uh, Alana informs them that magic swords like this one have a tendency to magically kill someone unable to handle its power. Those who don't have the gift. Gift. The gift. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have gifts in... Uh, they just don't. In uh, the southern desert, so they say jif. Aknan ibn Nazir is trying to kill Halif Sif. 
and no one does anything. No. A lot is the balance, <laughs> Ariana. It'll all work itself out. It will. Alana is told sometime later that the voice of the tribes, the Pope of the Bajir, um, <laughs> I mean, that's, that's it. I, it. One comes after the other one dies. It's a whole transfer of power. There's like, you know, it's all a whole thing. Um, uh, we, we'll be coming to see her. She is also told she knows him because, of course she does. He is a man she met in person. Persopolis, Persopolis, who spurred Alana and Jonathan to go to the Black City in the first place. <sighs> Sorry. <laughs> Just so much. Okay, because no one she meets is is something normal. They're all important in some way. <laughs> Upon the arrival of the voice, a pleasant man named Ali Muktab, Aknan ibn Nazir tried to persuade him, tries to persuade him rather, against Alana. Aben, Ab, no. Wrong one. <laughs> Ali Muktab is unmoved as he knows these words to be that of a cartoon villain. I mean, weak old man. Ali Muktab reveals that he came to speak with Alana because he needs Prince Jonathan to inherit the ability and the purpose of the voice of the tribes. He believes that with the ability to know Bajir history and um, the pr- oops uh, and and people. Sorry, I lost my own space. Uh, <laughs> He believes that with the ability to know the Bajir history and people, Jonathan can be a king who can truly unite Tortal. He also hopes that carrying the title will endear the Bajir people to be more open to a northern king. Astonished, yet again fair, because it's like, Jonathan? Really? Jonathan? Jonathan? Are you sure? You sure nobody else? Um... Astonished, but dutiful, Alana agrees to send his message to Jonathan. I thought Sometimes. she was just supposed to tell. Did was it not like send him the sh- shit? Yeah. It's 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 she. Uh, it's just like a um, you know. I need you to send him this letter. Uh, I'm oh, okay, letting okay, him okay. know what okay. I want him to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm I'm proposing to him. Um, <laughs> Sometimes there's a lot of proposing in this book. There um, sure is. Sometime later, Alana wakes to find that Aknan ibn Nazir is trying to summon a demon to kill her. <laughs> she catches him and call, and he calls attention to himself. He's like a white woman not getting what she wants in a public place. <laughs> Ooh, she's a demon! She's gonna attack me! Calm down, bruh. Um, so the entire tribe can see. Um, Ali Muktab is furious and ibn Nazir is sent to his tent without dessert. <laughs> For, the, for trying to kill somebody. Not even, like, he specifically is setting up, like, this portal shit, yeah, right? Which, this gate of Ibram is, or whatever the fuck it's called. Yeah. That's, like, uh, going to open the gates of, like, the dimensions. Yeah. And it he had no limiters on it. It could have just flattened the entire village. Yeah. And they're just like, you stop that. <laughs> like, literally, uh, fucking Ali Muktab is like, I am very disappointed in you. We will speak about this later. Go back to your tent. And I'm like, go to your tent. You just tried Guards, to kill escort everyone. him to the tent. Like, what is this bullshit? But Ariana, anyway. he's the shaman. <laughs> right, right. Um, Alana and the local smith uh, try to mend lightning, but it being a magical artifact, find themselves only able to create the equivalent of an exploding experiment. Like, I, I, I had a, a sudden image of, of, of Howard Stark being thrown back by his experiment going, write that down. Um, the smith, 
Gamal, uh, Gamal something, uh, <laughs> tells Alana that her three baby chicks, Kara, Coram, and Ishak, are outsiders because they have the gift. The shaman is supposed to be the only one to educate those who have the gift, and Aknan ibn Nazir refuses. Because they aren't being taught to use it, just because they aren't being taught to use it, just that it means they are evil, they have accidentally subjected their fellow villagers to magical outbursts. And oh my god, I can't read what I wrote myself. Would you like me to read it? Go ahead. Okay. Well, first of all, also, women aren't allowed to be trained to be shamans. So I guess Bajir women who have the gift just fucking leave. Yeah. We know that from the end of the book. Um, Mm -hmm. But yes, uh, because they are being taught how to use it, it just means that they're evil. They have accidentally subjected them to magical outbursts they could not control. Considering the fact that most untrained in the gift would often would have lost control to a greater extent, Alana recognized that they must be very powerful to have as much control as they do. After reminding us that George exists by having some of his spies get caught by the superior tracking skills of Bajir, Alana decides to call on Ibn Nazir in an effort to talk him into training the three young sorcerers, because she's like, I kind of want to go back and see the the people that I love, maybe. Mm, um, maybe. But I, it's kind of dangerous to just leave these ticking time bombs here. You know. So I'm going to try and do you a solid. Um, <laughs> let's, maybe, she, let's maybe calm this down. Let's okay. just maybe do this. Um, she is met with a fireball because now he's a redneck with a shotgun trying to tell the local authorities to get off his property. Yeah. The shaman tries to kill Alana and she deflects it, demanding he um, apologize. <laughs> You're offending. You are doing an injustice to my goddess. She says he is shaming the goddess who chose her. And nothing about... I mean, she keeps talking to him. It's like, man, come on. Come on, stop doing this. You're just... You're tiring yourself out, man. That's exactly what it is the whole time. She sees he's being driven to homicidal impulses by the magic of the crystal sword. He thinks he has a handle on it, but he is filling it with all that remains of his power and life force. Finally, like a 90-year-old man atop his 20-year-old wife, uh, Ibn Nazir (laughs) dies on top of Alana. By the laws of the Bajir, Alana is now the shaman for some fucking reason. (laughs) But what happens when someone who doesn't have the gift kills the shaman? What happens uh, then? Maybe that's why no one else has killed him yet. They're like, oh, we don't have the gift, so I don't want to become shaman. Right. <laughs> so I can't, <laughs> I can't deal with this shit. So now I'm just going to send him to his tent. <laughs> Go to your tent. <laughs> Immediately, Alana tells Halafsif that she is going to train Kara, Kurum, and Ishak to be the shaman. The shaman? Just to be shaman. To so be shaman. she isn't, is shaman a noun, non-calendar? To be shamans, actually. I mean, noun. It should have shamans? Been okay. Shamans. I was like, is it a noun, non-count noun? I fought with that later in the... <laughs> so she isn't bound there. Uh, and I hope in an effort to make sure the tribe is in the hands of the tribe. Um, but not I really. Hope, like... <laughs> but that's, that's not her intent. Uh, her intent is, I don't want to be bound by anyone. I don't want anyone having to count on me for anything. Ugh. Um, Halifsee reminds- you shouldn't become a night lady. I know! It's like, what? I don't want to give anyone a part of myself. <gasps> Bitch, you literally, like, swore your, like, fealty to the rulers. Like, you already gave yeah. a part of yourself away, honey. Like, it already just, happened. Just, just go all in, man. Okay. 
Uh, Halicef reminds her that female shamans aren't exactly common in Bajir society, but what the hell, if she wants to, it's cool. Um, Alana teaches her eager, eager pupils. She's not a particularly good teacher, but she's the teacher they need. Uh, it's the only one they have, also. <laughs> yeah. So Kara can control the fire and the weather. Corum can heal with something akin to thread magic. She also can just, like... Yes, yeah, she she sees she, magic in threads, and so that's that's how I felt it being thread magicy. And she also it's, it she sees yeah. magic in balls of yarn, basically. Yeah, it, that, that, she doesn't describe it like that, but she says they're they're yeah. threads. And, yeah, yeah. Um, and Ishak can see the future in fire as well as have some as some magic basics. I know how to read. Deciding to push the Bajir even further, Alana declares that her apprentices should be present for village meetings because women aren't allowed to do this, but she's like, they're shamans, and, so they should do it. And they're outcasts. That's like, very upsetting. You know? To the people. Um, in a brief violent encounter in which Alana uses the crystal sword and feels its bloodlust firsthand. Bloodlust, not bloodlust. <laughs> I'm having fun. Uh, having to actively fight off its control over her. Um, basically, the hillmen, you know, the people who attacked in the beginning, they're the barbarians. They're the yeah. ones who are just, like, evil? Yeah. Question mark? They I just, don't know. They're, they're just, they're just, they're like, they're there they're to be desert pirates. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the best that I can, <laughs> there to be team building exercise. Pretty much. Yeah. To mirror this, Ishak wants to learn more than the starter spells Alana is teaching them. He thinks she's keeping all the power for herself. He apologizes, but we have a bad feeling about suicide. <laughs> she teaches her students that women's work isn't something to be scoffed at, which she demonstrates by magicking a carpet to attack Ishak, as you'd fucking do. Um, she's like, I've never used her threat cat magic before. Then scolds her. <laughs> She's like, I've never used thread magic before, but let me use it right now, expertly. Right. That's the, she does a lot of that in this book. This works, and they are even more eager. Plus, Alana decides to learn to weave with her students to teach her. She's like, I guess I better actually do something that's feminine, I guess. Right. Um, <laughs> I guess this is to represent her embracing feminine things in spite of her built-in belief that feminine things are to be avoided because they mean weakness. They catch the attention of the tribe weaver, which is Mari Farrar, who is the mother of the man Alana defeated to win her spot in the tribe. Uh, she says she'll help teach them all how to weave. This signals Alana's acceptance by some of the women in the tribe. And I guess this is to represent her feeling more connected with other women than she had let herself feel in the past. Corum, not Corum, Corum. <laughs> who had left for Tortal to return George's spies and to also... No, they went on their own. He went to bring the letter to Jonathan. That's he what did he did. The, he, did the, he did it at the same time because, yeah. I thought the spies... It was, it was partially... They were escorting them to the border, uh, The spies I think. left and also Quorum left. Whatever. <laughs> uh, he returns to find Alana's now shaman of the tribe of, of Bajir, and he handles it quite well for some <laughs> reason. Reminder, he fucking hates um, magic of any kind. Just as a reminder, yeah. he loathes magic. <laughs> He's pretty chill about her just being the shaman now. He comes with a letter from Alana's twin, Thom. Yes, I'm going to continue Thom. saying it, Thom. Stop <laughs> telling me it's wrong in the comments. I know. 
You just make me want to do it more. Right? <laughs> Boasting how well he lives, but also hinting that Delia, a devotee of Duke Roger, has turned her gaze to him, which he's gay, so this can't have any, like... Right. <laughs> Thom believes he can use her to access powerful information about magic Duke Roger may have hidden. Shortly after Coram's arrival, the apprentices' lessons are put to work as they have to aid the village in fighting off a Hillman raiding party. They perform impressive feats, turning their once-scorned abilities into a cool scene from an X-Men movie they never got. We never got. <laughs> we never they got. They also yeah. never got it. They also have not had that movie. <laughs> they fight admirably and well, and Alana tries to see to the wounded. Of course, she overexerts herself and takes a nap. She's awoken from that nap and told Ishak has gone off on his own with the crystal sword. Bum, bum, bum. Alana attempts to approach him and talk him out of trying to claim the sword's power on his own. He believes himself to be powerful and invincible. Again, Alana sees the vision she had the first time she approached the crystal sword of the woman. Yeah. yeah. Then she sees the fire. Yeah. Of the fire, (laughs) Uh, you know, a a stake and fire. Yeah. (laughs) Then she sees her apprentice point the sword at her. She creates a magical shield to protect herself, but the fire thrown from the sword bounces off of Alana's magic and kills Ishak. She now has only two apprentices. She does not mourn him as much as she mourned her sword. Yeah. I mean, she like, she walks up the, um... She's like... the. She walks up the, the hill to where he, his, like, burned corpse is and just sobs and then she's done. And then we I mean, she don't... gets she gets sad a couple of times. Yeah, about Isha because she's like, I, 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 yeah. She looks back on how she failed him. Yeah, but mostly about how it affects her. Mostly, not really about how it affected him and his white death. women. Am I right? <laughs> That's pretty much the <laughs> subtitle of this entire book. Right. <laughs> oh my god. A week after uh, Ishak's death, other Bajir shamans begin showing up to teach Alana and her apprentices, but also to learn from them. When Ali Muktab congratulates Alana on spurring this meeting of the minds, Alana, unable to take a compliment, reminds him that she still can't convince Kara and Koram to not wear their veils. Because that's important to her, apparently. (sighs) It was the 80s, Risa. It was the 80s. Okay. (laughs) I just have to talk myself (laughs) through this. Um... Because we will be, we'll be talking about this again. Um, oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> he reminds her that this is their culture and they must do so to prove they are virtuous and welcome in the tribe. She comments about how some of the wisest women she grew up around, notably in the court of the rogue, were prostitutes and that it's a shame the experience of some should determine their worth to their community. She is cut off from this moment of almost humanizing sex workers by some visitors in the north, from the north, including Sir Miles, yay, and Prince Jonathan. <laughs> Ick. Ick. Fuck Jonathan in this book. Like, honestly, right I hate that man. I, I hate him so much. Like, he has worsened with the absence of Alana. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Jonathan has come to learn from Ali Muktab and become the new voice of the tribes. When he finishes that and Alana finishes training Kara and Koram, he asks that Alana return to Tortal to marry him. Alana argues basically that she's bad for him and unworthy, but good old Jonathan is like, it doesn't matter that you're not a virgin anymore because I'm the one who deflowered you. And the plus side is that it will be a jab to anyone at court who has expectations uh, for him to be proper. Alana says she'll think about it and Jonathan acts as though he's humoring her when he says she can think about it. Uh, Sir Papa, I mean, 
Sir Miles, talks to Alana <laughs> about how he's worried about her being out in the world with no funds to speak of. He admits there's absolutely no way he's going to have any kids. Uh, and since she... Listen, Sir Miles is demi-sexual, demi-romantic. I'm just putting it out there. Yeah. He's he's A-spec. I, I do that love there. that he... he uh, he arrives there and immediately all of his interactions are with Alana and uh, Kara and Kurum. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, oh, look, more daughters. <laughs> I'm collecting children. I'm collecting children. Thank you. <laughs> Pretty much. Not in the, not in the Thanos way. Uh, and since he has already spoken with her about his estate on numerous occasions, he wants Alana to be his heir. He knows she is the only one who could love Barony Olau as much as him, and this way he could help her fund her adventures abroad. Alana, for the first time ever, accepts something presented to her without protest. Like, it is notably the very first time that ever happens. Yeah, pretty much. It is soon confided in Alana by the village healer and midwife that Ali Muktab is ill. He's got fucking cancer, I guess. Yeah. He's yeah. d- or anime mom disease. He's got anime mom disease or or tuberculosis. Yeah, I, I, feel like, I feel like it's cancer. I think it's like I bone think it's cancer, cancer or it something. It feels like cancer, just the way that it happens. Like yeah. Alana checks on his condition and realizes he is dying. She realizes he always knew about the illness and never sought treatment, even though a healer could have cured him had he done so. He just wants to hold on long enough to teach and transfer his power and knowledge to Jonathan. Alana can't do anything about it because she can't save someone who doesn't want to be saved. Like the central conceit of this book. Yep. Other Bajir come, this time headsmen, who want to meet the northern future king who would be the voice of the tribes. It isn't long before Jonathan is challenged to combat by a disgruntled headsman. (laughs) As you do. You know. Jonathan wins by the skin of his teeth and nearly dies in the process. Alana sees him use moves George never taught them, and he reveals he trained with a Shang warrior after she left court. Because he won the Bajir, uh, won, the Bajir decides... Sorry, there's no comma there. He won the Bajir. Because he won, the Bajir decide to make him a member of the tribe, though many are noticeably peeved. Meanwhile, Kara and Coram have progress to such a degree that they are ready to become shamans. An elder Bajir, Marcom, <laughs> sorry, just the names, um, yeah. agrees to stay and advise them. This leaves only Jonathan becoming the voice before he expects an answer from Alana about marrying him. Since she and he have been bickering a lot, it's a subject giving her a lot of pause. Later that night, Sir Miles proposes to Alana, to adopt Alana, uh, <laughs> and to elope adopt that evening. <laughs> Like, let's do it now. Let's fucking do it now. I don't want to wait any longer for you to be my daughter. I just, I would like a daughter now. (laughs) Insta daughter. (laughs) So he tells her she is like a daughter and a son to him, and he could not love her more. The Bajir do what they do best and throw a ceremony with Halifsif, (laughs) Ali Muktab, Jonathan, other dad Koram, Umar Kam, Gamal, the smith from that one scene, and Alana's (laughs) apprentices, Kara and Koram, to witness the growing of a family in its sweetest form. Also, blood is drawn because I guess the Bajir require blood sacrifice for every fucking ceremony. <laughs> How many are anemic? Yeah, every single ceremony every in this ceremony. is that you just slit open your wrist and like, then the blood does something. Like, Jonathan, um, they, they, they immediately go to cut his wrist after um, he's won the fight. Um, but he's already lost so much blood that Alana's like, oh god, no, he's gonna die. <laughs> But it's fine. The blood magic 
this is not of that there's a very separate blood magic in a separate series that is very different. <laughs> yeah. But the blood magic in this is fine. Yeah. It's powerful and it's ancient. <laughs> Alana and Jonathan finally talk about the crystal sword, which has the same color magic as his cousin, Duke Roger. He suddenly remembers to tell her that his cousin was a famous amateur jeweler. And this you know, was one of his. Okay. I The biggest problem I have with this book in general is that... Like, there's just things that are, are 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 big truths that we're just thrown at are just thrown at us. Like she knows what this spell is because, and she knows what it'll do. She she she. Uh, there's all this stuff that's just thrown in there, like casually, and it's like, wait, did we build this? Show, don't tell. Mm, no. <laughs> uh. And this is one of his. He then casually notes that she's going to stop wearing it after they get married. Uh, no, no, no. She's going to stop wearing the um, uh, pregnancy charm. That's what she's going to stop wearing. Oh, do you still use uh-huh. your pregnancy charm? Yeah. Did I did I miss that? Oh, I must have skipped that sentence. That's okay. So she's wearing, he's like, do you still wear your pregnancy charm? And she's like, um, yeah, I don't want babies. And he's like, oh, well, you can leave that off once we get married. And she's like. Because I even, I even called it a birth control charm. Where did that go? (laughs) I probably like copied it and it's somewhere else in this document. Okay. She reminds him they aren't married yet. And he laughs it off. Like, it's just a matter of time. Oh, these silly women. It's like, oh. Come to bed, my sweet lioness. It's like, oh my god, I will murder you. I will will kill you in your sleep. (laughs) You don't even deserve a living death. Just die in your sleep. Oh my god. Uh, Kara and Corum pass their test to become shamans and joining the Brotherhood. Uh, Because we're just going to keep calling it the Brotherhood, even whatever. And a lot of worries about. Yeah. Alana worries about John being a dick if he is to be the voice, that he's taking the responsibility and wanting to marry her in order to piss people off and upset the status quo. And is she really wrong? I mean, it doesn't seem like it. He seems to have good intentions, though, even if he's an asshole about it. They perform the ritual. Like, there's an entire bit where he's like, like, Alana is literally keeping Ali Muktab alive. She's there in Mm -hmm. his tent three times a day to try and give him strength so he can survive to the fucking ceremony and one day john is like i'm done with this i don't want to be here let's go writing and she's like john i have literally been in there for like an hour giving this man strength he is finally ready to to give you a lesson you're gonna go fucking listen to him (laughs) he's like fine i guess it's like i want to murder this man um They perform the ritual to make him voice, and Ali Muktab dies, only able to finish the transfer with the help of some magic Faithful gave him. Um, Just passive, passing, like, they don't, they're, everybody is so <laughs> accepting of this cat just talking and doing magic, and they're just like, yeah, that's just a cat doing its thing. <laughs> Cats just do magic, Ariana. <laughs> Have you ever met a cat? Like, at one point she, she, she asks someone, you know, how long have you been able to understand Faithful? And they're like, I mean, I understand whenever he wants me to understand. <laughs> yeah, Jonathan has changed, having seen and understood so much in the exchange. Although not changed enough that he doesn't remember his plan. Um, Alana's told Immediately. Him, yeah. 
Alana is told Jonathan is having her shit packed up so she can leave with him for home. She is angered by his assumption that she would just go when he told her to. Uh, Fair enough. Um, Fair. He's also been acting like they are already betrothed, and she is just being coy about saying yes. They get into a fight, and Jonathan basically tells her no one else would would have her but him, and that she's not womanly enough for him anyways. Yeah, it's a real show in your true colors, asshole. Especially since you've known her so long, and you knew how she thought about herself and it's yeah. like oh oh so she was only like it, it's it's so special um i i'm the only one who knows you're a girl i have this you know so i'm the only one who who sees you as a possibility and this is you know? why when we were talking in the last in the last episode about the consent and how mm-hmm. in this relationship alana never could have freely given consent because yeah. he held this much over her and now we see yeah. how much of it is literally just holding it over her and having control over her and i mm-hmm. i'm yeah okay he leaves immediately after she basically <laughs> tells him to fuck off which good for her uh yeah. and upon his arrival uh back in in uh, tortal his mother introduces him to princess Josiane of the copper isles presumably intended to marry jonathan so he goes yeah a rebound girl will show alana yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yay! Yeah. He's so good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we learn a lot about the Copper Isles later in yeah. like this the series in general. So mm-hmm. it's kind of funny. It is reading about it now. <laughs> <laughs> Alana finally leaves the tribe because everyone's like, "Dude, stop being a fucking mother hen." Um, so she goes to visit George, who has been squashing uprisings in the court of the Rogue in Port Kane, which is south of Chorus. Uh, yeah. Coram is annoyed to be there until he meets George's buxom cousin, Rispa. <laughs> uh, George is elated to see Alana and gives her plenty of space. Alana tries out being more feminine and then overhears that by, like, she goes and she gets dresses. Yeah, she buys a dress and, 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 and she, she wears, like, soft colors and, and, and George clearly approves because he kind of gives her, like, a, ah, oh, your beautiful look. Um, I have to say, George comes out smelling like a fucking rose in this one for me. I know. I, especially after having fucking John that whole fucking time. God, George is so smooth and he gives her room and he, he doesn't. has a friend as well as, as, you know, he's like, hey, I don't want to kill that possibility of me getting in there. <laughs> but, um, <clears throat> He and then she overhears that Jonathan is all is already all but betrothed to a beautiful princess. She's taken aback, and George goes to comfort her when he realizes she heard. He reminds her that there are other fish in the sea, and that he is one of those fish. And this is important. He doesn't say he's the only fish or anything laying claim. He just reminds her that he's proof men will be lining up, and Jonathan was just being cruel. Yeah, because it's more important to George that his friend feels better than yeah. he gets picked. <laughs> Meanwhile, magic is acting up. <laughs> a lot of feels drain on her power. It's so fucking power. casual. It's so fucking casual. I okay. You you remember how I was like, and nobody questions this about Count Roger or Duke Roger, and you're like, oh no, it's 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 because that's he put the spell over them. What's the excuse for literally every other part of this fucking series? <laughs> nobody questions faithful fucking magic acts up, and they're just like, oh, huh. There's like a hiccup in in in, in time and space, <laughs> and and. <laughs> Oh, silly me. I'm so sorry. 
you guys. It's like, what is happening? Yeah. So basically, they feel like there's like a big magic storm going on. And then um, on Halloween, she like her magic is just gone. Yeah. And she's like, oh, I should feel upset about this, but I'm not. Cool. And I'm assuming that's because Thom did something, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Alana yes. feels a drain on her power. Uh, she finds out that Thom was performing experiments. George goes to investigate in the the, the best chapter in this whole book. It he really finds is. that his spot is now in danger of being usurped from a villain by the nickname of Claw. So he swings his dick around in a truly Cooper fashion and tells everyone he's home. His mother, yeah. he finds, has been <laughs> sick because she's too... She too felt. She too. I mean, she's too felt up. (laughs) She's too felt up. (laughs) She too felt magic act up and she poked at the magical veil protecting that magic. It made her sick. Uh, Knowing that Claw seems like he was brought up a noble. Oh. Oh, I did did, uh, leave off one part, but like, we'll get to that part. But knowing that Claw seems like he was brought up a noble and Thom is in the castle, George decides to ask Sir Miles for information on both fronts. Miles says he knows Claw's voice, but he can't figure out who he is. As for Thom, it seems people in the castle, like Delia, Delia, have been testing Thom's magic leading to disastrous experiments, leading to the disastrous experiment, which made George's mom sick. Uh, I did leave out the fact that it seems as though he was trying to raise someone from the dead. Yeah. (laughs) And that's the best bit when George goes to visit Thom and he's (laughs) like, um, so who'd you try to raise from the dead? And Thom's like, excuse me, I did nothing of the sort. Get the fuck out of here. And he's like, okay, so you definitely did. So you definitely did. Okay, cool. (laughs) Okay, so you for sure did it, right? Okay, buddy. Okay. And he, like, calls him, basically, he's like, you're a fucking prick, huh? Yeah. He calls him, like, a something piece of work. He like, does. He does. It's fantastic. It's one of my favorite, like, honestly, when you said it's the best chapter in the book, you were completely correct. It is. It's so Because <laughs> it's mostly about George and not about Alana at all. And- and it's such a stark difference because we're, we're inside Alana's head and she's overthinking literally everything. But then we're in George's head and he is just fucking swiftly acting in the goddamn moment. Yeah. And he's like, well, here I am, George Cooper, at your fucking service. <laughs> uh, he's um, good. Okay. George's mom's sick. There we go. Knowing where the magic came from, George pops over to the castle to visit Thom in his quarters. Thom is a right prick and waves Mistress Cooper's illness away because she shouldn't have been interfering with magic she knew nothing about. He's very condescending and it's like, fuck you, Mistress Cooper's rad. Um, <laughs> Don't you say anything about Mistress Eleni Cooper. Yeah. Um, uh, Thom becomes enraged when he mentions the, you know, raising from the dead, and demands George leave. George notes to keep an eye on him in the next book. Um, Alana, not finished with her third book, takes one <laughs> final side quest from Halifseef to visit a shaman friend who is a woman. <gasps> Ever the man of mystery. We have no idea what this means, so we will have to tune in next time. <laughs> um, she goes to the village where he last knew his friend to be, in time to see her vision from earlier in the book coming true. It's like, it's like she remembered, oh yeah, that should probably have payoff, huh? Um, No, uh, it's more like, we gotta get this everyone wanting to read the next book. That's what the last chapter is. 
a woman, the woman Halif Seif sent her to look in on, is being burned for being a demon. In the end, she is unable to save the woman, but the woman tells Alana how she can take control of the crystal sword and fix lightning. More blood magic. She also hands hands Alana a silk yeah. envelope that didn't get that she would have rather burn with her than people in the city. Yeah, like, and she says, get. "Give this to Halif Seif." And so I, that's supposedly where we're going now. So also, yeah. in the best, like, like the best thing Alana does in this entire book, she she's like, you know what? Fine. Then we're just gonna bury this woman here. And Coram's like, no, Alana, you're gonna fucking pass out again. And she's like, <laughs> I know I will. Um, and she <laughs> you uses know magic, it, baby. <laughs> she uses magic to just open the ground, bury the woman. And then bring up a headstone engraved with the, like, here lies the sorceress who loved the people who killed her. Yeah. Because the people in the town just turned on her because the food was going bad that year. And they were like, well, let's just kill someone. It's the shaman's fault. Let's kill the witch witch woman. Kill the witch woman. So that's that's, that's pretty okay. So yeah, that's the book. Um... That's a thing. Um, that is a thing. Um, <laughs> so the things that I do enjoy taking away from this. <laughs> yes. What did we? What did we like? Are I do I do like Miles adopting Alana. Just Miles existing. Miles existing. I really, love you, but Miles. I do love. I I just I love the part where when he when he proposes to be her father, and mm. it's just like. He, he, I love that he makes a point to say, you know, you've been like a daughter to me, and sometimes you've been like a son. It's like, I, I acknowledge this part of you. Yeah, I'm not Even expecting if you can you only half me. acknowledge it, yeah. I, I acknowledge who you are in general. Yeah. He's so good. Yes. The only good person in these books. He really is. He's just, uh, I, it, when I say these books, I mean the first four. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> there are also other there are, there are others. <laughs> like Kel. Um Yeah. <laughs> Miles is really good. That's yes. that's that's that. I actually really like the ending um mm-hmm. on this reread. Normally I feel like it's really shitty. <laughs> because it does feel like the book ends and with like the whole fight with Alana and Jonathan, that feels like the ending of the book. Mm-hmm. And then I'd almost said Nancy. <laughs> and then Alana goes to Port Kane. She and and George just, you know, mm-hmm. become fuck buddies for several months. She's and she's treated she's like, like the fucking queen of of the rogue court. Yeah, she's like, you know, she's enjoying it. She's fine. Um and then she's like, "Well, uh it's getting cold here, so I want to go back out adventuring. Um come with me." And he's like, "I can't come with you because I need to go up to chorus because someone just tried to kill me and I need to figure out who. Yeah. And she's like, well then, I guess we're just going to part ways. It's <laughs> like, like, bitch, are you for real? Yeah, she's just like, well, I got to keep going adventuring because... But, and and he and he's like, yeah, I guess you do. Because so, it's like... He's like, I'm not going to ask her to stay. I'm not going to make... Right? He's like, she I'm wouldn't be happy. <laughs> so... She'll come and go. It's fine. She's like, much like a cat. Yeah. But he doesn't say my lioness. Oh, fucking. I fucking hate Jonathan. I hate, I hate him so fucking much. But um, yeah. I really do like the end of the book where we're now being teased into the next book. Like, there mm-hmm. are reasons to keep reading. 
So it's like, we gotta figure out who the fuck Claw is and why he's trying- Not only, like, why is he trying to unseat George, but why is he being so weird about it? Um, He's just being really fucking weird about the whole thing. Um, Yeah. And with all the, like, um, the Thom stuff, specifically, Mm -hmm. like, Alana has a dream kind of towards the end while she's still living with the Bajir, where um, Duke Roger is alive again. And he looks straight at her and is like, I'm not, I'm too hard to kill, huh? Or something like that. And she wakes up and Coram's like, I mean, have you ever dreamed the future before? And she's like, no, <laughs> I've just seen, like, I've had premonitions, I've had, but not I've in my dreams. <laughs> so he's like, okay. And then we just don't bring it back up. Um, <laughs> we just don't, we just don't talk about it again. It's fine. Yeah. We just... It's fine. Everyone just immediately, like, <laughs> they just, they drop things so easily. They do. In that, and that is what I'm talking about. It's like, what? You guys just, you, you, he tries to kill someone, you send him to his tent? Like, this, this Tortal is fucking littered with people who are just they're like gonna eh. accept whatever. The balance, Ariana. Magic exists. We really don't want to try anything (laughs) (laughs) but i think to me the worst part of this book um other than jonathan who's just a fucking cock i hate him so much in this book every time he was on like i was reading him i was like oh i want him to be dead um i just just done with he doesn't really get nicer like he just gets no he doesn't he doesn't get worse from here but he doesn't necessarily get that much better. Um, no. But, um, he's just passive-aggressive, like, the, <laughs> when I, he's not aggressive-aggressive. The bit about it, other than Jonathan, that I hate the most is the way that Alana treats the Bajir. Yes. Um, it is very white savior, white feminism, and then mm-hmm. Islamophobic, just straight up. Yeah. So, uh, basically, it's like, this white woman joined our tribe and helped us change our terrible old ways, and now we, are, as a people, are better for it. Yeah. And it's like, fucking what? <laughs> and I'm just, I, I, I don't like that we don't get any actual, I, and I understand, she, she was working with what she had, she was, yeah, uh, but, you know, retooling this book um i would put in more information about the bajir culture um but i also get that she wasn't doing as much she wasn't as invested in the The other cultures yet (laughs) the world building was not as deep in this series and i get that but then she just legit is like if you're going to pull on other cultures that are not your Mm -hmm. own to put into your fiction, then maybe don't make it so (laughs) blatantly obvious that not only are you doing that, but you don't, uh, like, she just straight up, like, the one thing about, like, the veils, right? Mm -hmm. It's like with uh, Kara and Quorum, she's like, yeah, they're gonna be great shamans now, like... Even though they won't take off their veils. It's, like, so patronizing, you know? It's just... Yeah. It's just a whole thing. And I'm not a huge fan. 
Yeah. Um, and, uh, mm, uh, more character and culture building yeah. could have benefited the story. I understand because, also it didn't, it couldn't be much longer than it was or at all longer. No, of course. Yeah. So and I get it. The, the problem is though that nothing actually happens. So like, I don't know what the excuse is. For <laughs> nothing happens in this book. Not a goddamn thing Nothing happens, really other than has... she gets a fucking new super sword, because um, Tortal is going to be a scary, messy place, according to a dying woman, and so she, you know, she cuts her, she puts her blood on the on the the sword and makes up a spell, and she now she's got a crystal lightning, on. crystal lightning, crystal lightning, but she specifically calls on because. Um, it's, it, you know, it's Full Metal Alchemist. All is one and one is yeah. all. Um, yeah. In the ceremony of, like, for the the voice, right? Mm-hmm. Like, Muktab and, and Jonathan are specifically, like, saying many is one, two is one, one is many. Mm-hmm. Like, over and over again. Like, yeah. I I could not follow that. That part of the book Apparently was Jonathan had just learned his lines. <laughs> and it's just like... Something about that to me, they, that entire section felt so hard to follow yeah. for me. I was just skipping whole lines because I was just like, I don't, what are you trying to say? Because the only part of that that was actually kind of good to me was Alec Mukhtab literally just looking at Jonathan like, so why do you want to be this? Why do you want to be the voice of the tribes? Yeah. And Jonathan, it's just like very apparent that this was not part of the deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Jonathan having to just actually answer that properly and it, I don't think it was quite a good enough answer, but they do. It's yeah. just like, I want to know how people think so I can be a good ruler. It's like, really? Th- that's why, hmm. Hmm. Right. Hmm. You know, that sounds like, in the wrong hands, the ease for manipulating people. Yeah. And also, like... Just the entirety of, I will use this entire, like, people. I will mm-hmm. use them to be better at ruling my own people. It's not even like I want to actually, like, do things. Like, he is saying that, yeah, I don't want any more Bajir to die at the hands of my soldiers. Mm-hmm. And I don't want any more of my soldiers to die at the hands of the Bajir. And it's like, okay, then stop fighting them. Give them, <laughs> give them their land. Like, yeah. Give that's, them that's their really land back. That's, that's it. I feel like that would be the easier answer. <laughs> right? Is to instead just give back the annexed land. It's I, a crazy thought. I, yeah. Maybe it's too radical. Too radical. So instead, I'm going to do a magical, just a magical, uh, uh, d- d- ritual, that's the word I'm looking for, uh, so that I can instead see inside of the minds of every single Bajir. Like, what? And also, we didn't mention this, but every night at sundown, every Bajir sits down at a fire and communes with the voice of the tribes. Mm -hmm. So, everyone just... I do like... Yeah. I I do like the part when um, she's talking to Umar Khan, yeah. and um, she 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 confides in him. She's like, I mean, 
some some shaman I am. I've I've never uh, communed the, with the voice. And he's like, no, of course you haven't. You might accidentally lose yourself. So why connect with anyone? And I'm like, she's just like. <laughs> I feel personally attacked. She's like, touche. He's just, a, he's just, he's just a, a knowing old man. And it's just like, I, how, how dare you speak truth at me? <laughs> yeah. But also, I think there's also a certain amount of like, I taught them so much, but they also taught me. Right. And I feel like she actually says that at some point. I feel like that's actually said. Yeah. I think maybe when she's in Port Kane, Alana actually fucking says that. And it's so, yeah. it's just so She took a woman. gap year and she ended up, you know, becoming the savior of a village. No big deal. Not just a village. The entire people of the Bajir. And she, she created a school for their shaman and it's like, shamans? Is shaman a non-count noun? Please tell us in the comments. Uh, I, <laughs> everywhere I look, it was sham- shamans. Shamans? <laughs> everywhere I look, so. Shaman? <laughs> I don't know. I know, if, if it doesn't feel right saying shamans. But it doesn't. here we are. Um, but, yeah. I. It's a so book. Yeah. That was a book. Um, was we're a done book. reading this book. Uh, we are. So... Do you have any other words about this book before we talk about the next book we're going to read? Um, I think it's crazy that I wrote you eight pages. Just, you could have just stopped. I, I think, think it's, it's crazy. crazy. Yeah, I'm done. <laughs> I think it's crazy. Uh, I, like, if, if those watching the stream, I I have... Because I, I recently was like, you're, you're doing the, the <laughs> synopsis. And so I was like, yeah. I guess I'll have to make notes. And so not even notes. I just marked pages that were plot points. And, and also, yes. yeah. <laughs> and it's like, did anything actually happen in this book? Nothing. Like, nothing actually happened. Like, I, I marked down all these points like they were a story. And I was trying to configure it together. But it, it, we go back to, it's very similar to the first one where it's 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 just a year in the life instead of uh it's this is yeah yeah it really is it it's it there is this one i think is specifically the weakest because there is no big central conflict cuz who knew that um the duke had such a an important role in this this series i think it's like i mean it what been... i mean is is yeah he was something to focus the I feel like the issue is that the big moment of this should have been Kara and Quorum, like, passing their right and seeing mm-hmm. them become the shaman yeah. of the Bloody Hawk. Shamans. <laughs> I, I would have loved to see that, but instead we just got... Alana going off and fucking George. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> like, good for her. Um, yeah, I mean, like, yeah, good for her. And, but, um, you know, good for him for initially being like, hey, 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 nah, I, 
Like, this isn't, you're just doing this because you're upset. And she's this like, This is not no. the appropriate place for this. And she's like, no, 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 no. I do actually this want this. I've, I've been wanting this. <laughs> I've been wanting on this stick. So and, let's oh, get that going. A, that was another thing that yeah. I marked. Where she I says, actually, this should have happened a long time ago. And I'm like, no, it shouldn't have. You yeah. are 19, child. Yeah, she like, did say if that. If this happened a long time ago, he is a grown man having sex with a child. Yeah. It's bad enough he lusted after her. Yeah, especially, see, he's like 26 now in this book. He's 26. Yeah. Or 25. Um, yeah, he's only six years older than her, so he's 25. Yeah. That's fucked up. If I was 25, when I was 25, 19-year-olds looked like babies. Right. Like, ugh. Okay. But, um, yeah. At least I did like that bit where he was like, are you sure? And yeah. she says yes. So the first at least time she's first ever time we've ever seen like ex- like explicit ex- consent in the yes. books. And yeah, <sighs> but yes. So that's that book. Uh, we're never yeah. going to talk about it again. Um, and <laughs> after an Sally, hour, we're going to have to refer back to it. <laughs> how did we? How did we talk an hour about a book where nothing happens? Um, well, I'm high, so oh, yeah, I had some wine. You know. So I got really heated and really sweaty because wine makes me sweaty. Yeah. <laughs> but next time we will be talking about The Lioness Rampant, which yes. is the last of the Song of the Lioness Quartet. It is where things are going to get even more dramatic. So, so dramatic. So incredibly dramatic. So we'll talk about that probably on the 12th of June. Um, probably. I don't know. Probably. We'll see. Mm. We'll fucking see. We'll see um, when we fucking do it. Y'all you, calm down. If you would like to come watch us live, make sure you keep, like, follow our Twitter, which is at Tortal Sisters, or you can find us on our Discord, which is in the link. The, the link is in the description wherever you are listening to this. Um, I, outro, perhaps? Uh... What do you say in the outro? I, that's a good question. Do I say anything yet? Have have we? I mean, we? Google Podcasts. Um, and all I those mean, we're, we're our podcast is up. Review it. You know, you know, refer it to someone um, who you know read these books. Yes. Um, and is is just bursting to share their horse girl energy. Exactly. I, I, these books are strong horse girl energy. Like I'm reading them, I'm like. Just remembering every homeschooler we ever knew. I'm just like... And many yeah. of them also read these books with us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's I'm, just, you know, I, I I, I have no... Okay, and this is going to sound conceited, but it's not. Um, I have noticed that when we bring things up, more people are willing to talk about them. And so, like, bring them up to people. And then we can have yeah. additional, like, podcasts about Tortal and shit yeah. like that. I would love to see that out there. Especially since I want everyone to remember, like, especially people who read this, right, when they were younger. And mm-hmm. if you want to look back on it and have have a reason, an excuse to reread it right now. I know mm-hmm. that, like, it's everyone's busy. We're all adults and everything. Yeah. If you want an excuse to reread these books, just one of them a month, and they're so short, then yeah. tell, you know, listen to this, tell your friend who also used to read these with you or you know they used to so you guys can also 
You guys can talk about it. You can talk about how yeah. we say thom incorrectly. Um, you know. Just, oh, that These reminds idiots. me. idiots. We didn't talk about our favorite headcanons of this uh, book. I don't, uh, I don't know. I don't really. You don't have any. I mean, this book didn't really have much, like, canon no. to it. Um, I My favorite headcanon is that every time Jonathan and Alana were, like, arguing or they were having <laughs> sex or something, everyone in the village could hear them. Yeah. Every single person in the village could hear every time they argued. <laughs> it's just... Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, um, If you would like to find us, you can find us on, as I, I already said, said, Discord. You said those things. Yeah. yeah. But also, if you want to just, like, talk to us, we're also on our Crowmeister Sisters channel, uh, which is where it is on YouTube and stuff, and you can subscribe mm-hmm. to us on Twitch, if you want access to our wine glass emote and all sorts of other stuff, um, I'm just just hopping down into that outro, apparently. Um, yeah. And yeah, so uh, I am Risa. <laughs> I'm Ariana. And uh, keep on reading. Yeah, sure.